It's our monthly look at the state of the rural markets in real estate with PGG Rights and GM of real estate, uh, Peter Newbold, and he does livestock as well. Busy, busy man. Peter, is this your off-season, the winter, or does it just continue on? Yeah, look, at this, this year it's interesting. We've definitely come off a high, strong, strong trading, and we're in that sort of traditional winter mode. But I think the interesting piece at the moment is there's a lot of activity taking place um, around appraisals, listings, properties that are going to come to the market early. And a lot of that is off the back of uh, sheep and beef hill country, um, I guess, opportunities arising through forestry. Um, but, yeah, it's quiet at the moment, which is understandable, but a lot of work behind the scenes going on, as I think we're going to have a strong spring season. How many, sh- how, how many sheep and beef farms in the next couple of years, hand on heart, do you reckon are going to go to forestry? Quite a few? Oh, yeah, a lot. And, you know, I think the other thing, too, is, and, you know, I don't want to scare people, but we'd be getting inquiries every day from people thinking about whether they should sell or what they should do. And that's understandable because the prices that are being paid at the moment by forestry are underpinning all the values. So if you're sitting back there, you'd go, hey, it's not a bad time. Um the only thing we've sort of noticed now, and we're sort of probably in some respects uh, pushing this, is that people are sitting back and saying, look, I've got this piece of land. Why don't we look at just this area for forestry rather than the total total property? But look, it's uh, it, there's a lot taking place in this space. And I think the other thing, we won't see the, uh, I guess, the impacts of it for a couple of years, but the, the change in land use when you look out over the next couple of years, when uh, that's when we'll see it, and we'll see it in stock numbers and all those things as well. Are these purchases uh, Queen Street farmers? Um, if I put the forestry on one side, we're seeing a lot more, if you want to call them Queen Street farmers, getting into rural. And they're not getting in for short term, they're looking at it as a long-term hold or opportunity. And so that's probably one of the biggest things we've seen over the last couple of years, especially in the high-value properties, you know, those ones that, you know, 20 and 30 million plus, we're getting a totally new group of um, buyers coming to the market, which is probably good. On the other side, with the strong prices that um, are being achieved in rural, we're seeing also a lot of existing landowners suddenly increasing their property size. In the past couple of years, we've had hesitancy above 10 million, and I'm quoting you here, on dairy properties. Has that now disappeared? Um, Yeah, definitely we're seeing um, in all areas people spending over those sort of 10, 15, 20 million thresholds. The dairy one is probably a little bit more challenging um, uh, because you don't have that sort of forestry piece that's underpinning the, the, the sheep and beef. But definitely that has increased. And I think the big thing around that looking forward will be is is the values of them. And at the moment, um, that's probably the piece that's sort of balancing things at the moment. You write that vendors need to be aware purchasers are doing more due diligence and looking to purchase with room to take account of downturns in the future. And that's the old adage in business, isn't it, Peter? Uh, There's always got to be a buck in it for the other guy. Yeah, and I think that's something, you know, and it, it, that I think vendors often need to think about. And look, you know, we want people to get the best price they can. But at the end of the day, there's got to be something in it for the next person. I think what you're seeing now is 
people are doing more DD in respect to their purchases. And if you look now at the values versus, you know, a number of years ago, they're considerably higher. So there's a lot more DD taking place. And you've got to leave something in for, for the next person who comes along. And I think that's just a little bit of a, you know, a, a comment worth making uh, for those that are, are looking to sell their properties. And finally, on the real estate side of things, quality lifestyle listings still in demand. More and more people, I guess, are working from home. They've seen the COVID lockdown situation. Hopefully that's behind us now, but are wanting a bit of space around them. Yeah, look, definitely. And, you know, there's been, you know, there's so many commentators out there talking about property. But what we're seeing is that in that lifestyle market, there's still good interest um, for good properties out of town. And I think, you know, you just have to look about what's happening in some of our bigger cities at the moment. Um, you can see why, you know, that's another reason why it's driving people to move to those those outlying areas. And when you look at transport and, and the way we communicate and operate today, it's much easier to do that. So I think that market will stay strong. Yeah, I'd lose my marbles if I had to navigate my way around Auckland and rush hour traffic, Peter, to be honest. I almost lose my marbles driving around Dunedin, and it's only a city of 120,000 people. There's a lot to be said for living in the country. Yeah, I think there is. And the other thing too, Jamie, a lot of these smaller communities now have all the services and, and benefits of a big city anyway. So, you know, uh, I think that's something people are starting to realise as well. The good life, the country life. Peter Newbold, GM of real estate for PGG Rights, and always enjoy our chats monthly here on the country. Yeah, thanks, Jamie, and you have a good weekend.